looking for a podcast about nothing, then you are definitely in the right spot. Join Ross Peterson and Mark Charter each week as they discuss life, current events, and the things you are not allowed to talk about at work. Okay, hang on, because here we go. This is Ross and Mark, Jump the Shark. Jump the Shark is sponsored by Charterhouse Real Estate. Charterhouse can help you save thousands when you sell, and we can help you buy your next home as well. Google Charterhouse to see hundreds of great reviews or learn more about us at charterhouseiowa.com. Now here is the show. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. How are you? I think I'm okay. <laughs> you told everybody today was going to be the Vegas recap issue. And uh, and you, you start with a little, uh, you think you're okay? Well, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of our crew is, uh, when you come back from Vegas, it's just, yeah, it takes some getting used to, right? I mean, well, we've been back for what three days now so come uh, on three days but you said yesterday you were dragging ass hey that's between you and me why do you have to share that bernsey bernsey says he was dragging ass and you know yeah. i i'll admit it i'm the one that should be dragging the least amount of ass right i, mean, I would I, I would agree with that but yeah. it's still you know the trip it takes a little something out of you you know the hours are different yeah that's what i'm attributing a lot of it to is that uh you know you 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 do stay up late you stay up late in Vegas, you know what I mean? And, and that doesn't mean midnight. That sometimes means 2 or 3 o'clock. Well, that 3 o'clock in Vegas, you're not in mountain time. You're, you're east. West, you're west coast, coast there, baby. baby. So that is basically 5 a.m. here. Well, that for, when you're 42 years old, man, you just, uh, you just stayed up all night. You just stayed up all night long, and now the next day you're in trouble. And we did that a couple days in a row, and, uh, and it got... Morning rolls around early out there, too. Oh, boy. Oh Hawks, boy. Hawks started at 9. No, they were the late game. I take that back. They didn't start at 9. They were 12.30. Yeah, but college football started at 9. And I mean, either way, you just you kind of naturally wake up early when the, or when the sun is up. And I mean, I don't know. I did at least. So Screw yeah. the Hawks, by the way. Man, they kind of screwed up everybody's Saturday. So I've officially vowed to never, ever, ever wager on the Hawks again. I, th- three games come to mind immediately. This was year six on the trip. This year, I uh, needed the Hawks to win. They didn't cost me a few shillings. Um, the Northwestern game, you'll remember this. It was fourth down. Fant hits one, or has one hit him, I mean, right in the hands to extend the game. He drops it, game's over, Hawks lose. And then there was one against Minnesota. They got beat down by Minnesota. I think that was on my birthday. I was out there on November 8th one year, and they were playing Minnesota and just got piss-pounded. <sighs> I think in all three cases, I had money on the Hawks. Did you, are those the only three times you, you've been on the Hawks often? Uh, well, those are the three I remember being on the trip okay. and betting on them. I'm not afraid to bet on the Hawks, typically. Okay, I didn't so the so. Va- the vow is that I'm not going to bet on them in Vegas <laughs> okay. anymore. Right. Because if yeah. someone's going to ruin my mood... <laughs> It damn sure ain't going to be the Hawks yeah. that do it. I mean, that's funny. I, I, that's, and for the record, my team covered. I like, like your like they're I, supposed to. I like your caveat there. If I'm not going to bet on the Hawks in Vegas, mm-hmm. 
when I was in high school, I was a part of a group that was like, uh, we, we did it. We signed a, uh, a pledge that said we weren't going to do drugs or alcohol, right? <laughs> what? Don't make fun of it. <laughs> we came up to Ames, I remember, to because Ames started a similar group. Similar. Yeah. Okay. Do you still Our, do you still have your Jonas Brothers purity ring no, as well? No. Our group had vowed that like during the school year we would not do drugs or alcohol, right? And it was you were all we were all part of we were all athletes and like really involved. Was and school then, year in caps? On yeah, this whatever it was. I remember when he came up to Ames, the the pledge they signed was like we promise not to do drugs at school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> slight difference. Slight difference. How old were you when you signed the pledge? Uh, that was my freshman and sophomore year. We did that. I might be even did that my junior year. I think it fell apart. See, I don't. I don't I think the whole group disbanded. I, I don't know you well enough to know if you uh, did that in high school or not. I think. Oh you did. no, I was a really. Yeah, good you were kid. good. Yeah, okay. I was a really good kid. We've discussed certain things you didn't do until late in your life. Yeah, so. I was. I was a good kid. It man. does I not really, really was totally shock me to be honest. So, um, are we allowed to? Uh, are we allowed to say we did drugs on this thing? Is that allowed? They're, I mean, it's legal in in Las Vegas. Yeah, I mean that was the only yeah. reason we. I mean, I didn't. I didn't overdo it. I mean, I really didn't. Did you just try a couple edibles? Was all you did, right? Yeah, I kept my millies yeah. low. Yeah. You know, it's 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 legal out there. It is. It is. So no, no laws were broken. Uh, No, I had a I had some taffy last year. I went uh, chocolate bar and uh, caramels this year. I had a lovely tasting taffy. So I got to show in your quest on my new listing. That's how it works. Look at that. Look at that. Put a listing up. Get a showing. showing. That's how it works. Um, I had a showing on a listing as I was putting the sign in the yard last week. How about that? That beats me, dude. It was very fun. Proud of you. Uh, But no, I had had, had some taffy. Yeah. And it tasted wonderful. Yeah. So normally it had the least amount of THC taste in it. Normally if you, for those that haven't done an edible, uh, yeah, it tastes like chocolate. Yeah, it tastes like caramel. But you get a little hint in like, there of something else. There's a pine tree. There's a skunk. Little a, something else, right? A skunk sprayed this on the tree. This had the least amount of that that I've ever yeah. been able to detect. Vegas is different when it comes to all of that stuff, man. It was... Uh, I was even amazed at how... Uh, What's the right word here? Uh, what I would say, Ross, I'm sure you agree. Pro- prolific? Pro- prolific. Prolific, thank you. If yeah. you walk the strip for a minute, uh-huh. you're going to smell weed. No, two, period. Two times. No, you'll just, you smell it all the you're time. Gonna, you're going to smell it two times in that, in that minute. I, I mean, mean it, it's prevalent. Yes. We, when we came back from, when we walked from Guy Fieri's, which was one of the many really good meals that we had. Yeah. Uh, when we walked from Guy Fieri's, I was walking with Ryan Grove, and we, we could smell it every 10 feet. I mean, mm-hmm. it was... In a minute, you smelled it five or six times. Yeah. And it just continued and continued. And there was, you know, we kind of even joked about it with each other at one point. Like, dang, it's prolific. It's, yeah. it's stank time out here. It stank. What? Uh, all right. So we don't always do this, but this was your maiden voyage mm-hmm. with, with, with the group that mm-hmm. we talk about a lot. So we do have to recap for the people what, what you thought. Your highlights, yeah. your takeaways um, of, of the trip. Obviously, you've been hearing it be built up for a while now uh feel free to name names or not lived up to every that's fine yeah yeah lived up to every expectation i had um a lot of fun a great group of guys i mean that like there there was not a um a single guy on this group that i didn't enjoy hanging around with there were a few of my wish i would have had a lot more time to hang out with but uh 
that was just a fun group of dudes. So that made it a lot more fun. You know what I mean? There was nobody that you were like trying to avoid or like, oh God, I've had enough of this guy. And maybe I was that dude on the trip, I guess. <laughs> I think because there's usually one. Maybe I was that guy like, oh God, here we go. Uh, and, but it was fun. Um, highlight of the trip was uh, Ed dying and coming back to life. That's the, that's the highlight <laughs> that we didn't lose Ed and I, we almost I, lost I, Ed. I, I missed it, but I heard about it. Nothing, nothing drug or, you know, uh, hooker related or anything <laughs> like that. Yep. Um, actually just what I just about did right there. We laughed Ed to death. He, he, Ed was, um, at about two in the morning, Klein was playing a slot machine and Bensie and I kind of started ribbing on Klein and uh, we, you were we, ribbing on him because you said he looked like someone straight out of the fifties. He was like dressed he, a certain way. He was sm smoking he was so a heater, dapper. playing a slot machine. Yeah, Klein is just such a dapper. He fellow, looked like you know? an ad for camels or he something. Did, he looked like an ad for Las Vegas. It okay. was like if you could if you could get a snapshot of 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 time to say this is why you want to come to Vegas. It was Klein in that moment. Who he just yeah. he he looked happy. He was smoking a cigarette. Maybe his wife doesn't know he smokes cigarettes, does she? Just in Vegas. In it's Vegas. Fine. He's yeah. hitting the slot machine, and it was just his his smooth way that Klein has about him. And Bensie and I both noticed it and kind of started to riff on uh, on a 1950s commercial. You know, look at this dapper young fellow. Come to Las Vegas. Uh, you know? And so we started all that, and, and uh, Ed started laughing so hard that he, like, blacked out. He passed out from laughter. Which he, which later he says he does. He that. does, that and we almost had him doing it again the next day, but yeah. we 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 backed off the the gas pedal because he was turning red. <laughs> but again. not only did he pass out, he like tipped back in his chair. Yeah, so he was sitting kind of sideways in the chair. So the back of the chair was under his right arm. Yeah, and and Ed's a pretty big fellow, right? And so uh, once he started laughing and rocking back and forth, he fell out of the chair backwards, landed on his back. Klein keeps giving me credit for it. It was actually Bernsey was the first one to go over there and try to save him. Who real? Because we all thought he was just being a, uh, being silly. You know, he was yeah. laughing. We're all laughing, and uh, we all kind of sat there and laughed like, "Oh man, Ed just fell on the floor in Vegas. That's great." And Olson finally realized, like, "Oh, his eyes rolled back in his head. Maybe we should check on him." <laughs> and we did, and Ed was fine. And yeah, once he came to, he's like, "Yeah, this happens from time to time." I laugh so hard that I pass out. It's like that would have been uh, useful information. Yes, turn yeah, right. Exactly. Well, then he also, this is the other great part of that story. Ed, the next night, the next day, we were uh, hanging out up in the suite. I think you were with me up there. And yep. all of a sudden, Ed sends a text like, hey, guys, I just hit a jackpot. Uh, I don't remember what it was. He had like 1200 bucks or something like that on, uh, yeah. on a certain slot machine. So Ed and I, the next day, are walking down through the casino. And Ed points at the chair he was sitting in when he almost died yep. and says, Ross, that's the machine I won my $1,200 on. The exact same machine. And I said, dude, that's the machine you died at. He didn't remember that <laughs> it was the same no, one? No, he did not remember it was the same machine. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. No, it's, it's, a, it's a good group of guys. It's funny because uh, at the end of the trip... Every single year, usually, and I did it this year again, usually when I'm sitting on the plane waiting to take off, I give everyone their grade for the year. And for the first time ever, I gave one of our guys uh, an incomplete, which I had never done before. I gave that to Jay. By the way, if you need any, Jay's CD and hobby, right? Good store. Three locations. You should go in there and do that. He doesn't sponsor this, by the way, but he should. Jay, and Jay's a wonderful guy, too. And he, Jay, Jay's a great guy. Jay's one of the guys I wish I could have spent more time with. I saw Jay for 15 minutes. 
We're talking Friday, yeah. Saturday, Sunday, part of Monday. Um, Jay flew in separate. Apparently, the first night he had a migraine headache. Yeah, so he didn't um, go to dinner with us. Which did, was well, a what, missed a dinner. Yeah. Um, Saturday uh, wasn't uh, wasn't feeling good a lot. Big of big, big big time. Uh, loves playing craps, which I wasn't playing a lot of. So he was at the craps table yeah. a lot. Um, literally did spend time with him in a sports book on Saturday, but the way we were situated, he was kind of behind me. Yeah, we were. So in, I, we I, were liter- two, I literally wasn't seeing him. We were in two half circle booths that were kind of adjacent to each other. So yeah. you were sitting in one. I was sitting in the one with Jay. So I did get to talk to him. A so little it's bit weird there. to go on a trip with somebody yeah. and be like, I saw that dude for 15 minutes. Yeah, I, was there, I was in Vegas for for, for four days. Yeah, I mean, he was days. around. Yeah. He was around. He was there, but I, I couldn't. I couldn't give the guy a grade. Yeah, and so then he flew home separate. Also, you were you were a little ticked with your grade. But I understand. Listen, it's my first time, and I didn't gamble. And you're gonna you're gonna take a lot of hits in Vegas when you don't gamble a single dollar. And people wonder. It's hard to do. Hard to not, do. It was not hard. Not, not even five bucks though. It's hard to do. No, most people will let's give an example. When I was out there in February for a work thing, uh, KK works here. My assistant. She is not the gambling type. Yeah. You know, but just against it, thinks it's stupid or whatever. I still got her to gamble a hundred bucks though. I mean, she's like, all right, whatever. And I said, I'll go bet in the game. And then I think we won it, which was cool. But you know, I, I thought at least that I thought you were going to throw in a five, five spot or 10. And- I honestly meant to, uh, I was going to put 20 bucks on the Hawks when we were at the Bellagio sports book. And I got to talking to Lussman about it. Just kind of having him walk me through. Cause I've, again, I've never really done that. I wasn't sure where to go or yep. what to say when I got up there. And so yep. Lussman was kind of walking me through the instructions of it. And as I turned right away from him, the game was kicking off and it was too late. I, I don't like sitting around. I like moving and seeing things. And there's so much to see and so much to do. And we had a big group that was kind of scattered around the different casinos or even in one casino. And that was fun for me to just kind of bop around from group to group yep. and see how everybody was doing and see who was winning and who was losing and, uh, watching Grove play his video poker yeah. game is like an, something to behold. Um, Ryan Grove, who does listen to this, is a member of uh, member of uh, our our tribe. Yeah, um, he was a fun it, one. Like, to hang out with. like he plays most most people play slot machines. I think for a little bit of enjoyment. Um, and Grove, to his credit, claims he does enjoy it. But when you watch Grove play uh, video poker, it's his poison. The guy plays it like he, he he's just like Rain Man. I mean, it, it's ridiculous how fast he hits the button. Like he's doing things so fast that if you're watching, which I've done, you're like, I don't know what you just did. Like because of video poker, you hold your cards, you choose which ones to hold, and then it deals you new cards. But not only that, and he does that lightning fast. But not only that, but he also knows what the payouts are going to be. And how much he stands to, to win if he's going to hit it. It's like it's 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 Rain Man, man. Incredible. That, that's right. what it is. And he just he's done it. I mean, he's probably played millions of hands of this stuff yeah. o- over the years. But just like slow down, dude, so I can see what the heck you're doing. So right I don't want to. I wouldn't want to throw uh, names out attached to either one of these things just because it's their business. But the the two coolest gambling things I saw. Yeah. Uh, at one point in one of the evenings, we were kind of stumbling through the casino and, uh, one of the guys turns to another guy and says, man, red is going to hit on this roulette table. Red's going to hit. And I Klein was the one that said it. I'll yeah. say that Klein was yeah. like, dude, red's going to hit here. He was the Sherpa guide. He was the Sherpa. Yeah. Uh, our, our Sir, Sir Edmund Hillary 
pulled a thousand dollar chip out of his pocket, believing in the Sherpa's uh, uh, yeah, sight. Sure, dropped a thousand dollars onto the table, and it hit. Mm-hmm. Now that was a cool when the, as that ball was spinning around and and that moment taking that moment, Bensy put his Bensy put his arm around me and said, "Isn't this fun? <laughs> Isn't ain't this fun, man?" I said, "Yeah, this is really cool." Yeah, uh, another one of our buddies walked in to decide because he had uh, several hundred dollars in resort credits at one of the places, yep. and he decided he wanted to go into the high roller slots yep. and went in and did I think seven hundred dollars worth of pulls on the slot machine. Yep. But hit twelve hundred at the end of it. So mm-hmm. walked out, walked away five hundred dollars ahead, and that was kind of a fun thing. Also, just was that the last the, spin when he won the money? It was the last spin that he, yeah, he he, and it was a Wheel of Fortune machine. So he yeah. got the chance to spin the wheel, and it sure. just everybody was around and cheering for. I that, wish I could cool. tell you that I had some great gambling stories from this trip, but uh, you know, it's not that fun to talk about losses. Be honest, it's not nearly as fun, Ross. You well, now did because I don't even know. Did you do much like floor gambling? No, you just gambled on games. No, no. just gambled on. I think total, I placed like five bets the whole trip, all on football games. <sighs> all on football. Yeah, yeah, all on okay. football. Yeah, and I would have been doing really well at the Hawks. So that would game, you really, that, oh, that yeah. one game toasted. Yeah, you. yeah, wow. that game, that game skewed the trip, dude. For sure, it only takes one. It takes yeah. one loser to go from from high to low, pretty darn quick. But whatever, I live. I mean, I I had a lot of highlights though. Like, uh, I should ask you what <laughs> years were before I start talking about well, the different things. One of the one of the fun ones uh, for me was what was the dinner. I think the dinner just. I mean, it was a good dinner by itself, but just the the way that it ended. Um, it's the, it's the small, small things that make those trips. I think you're absolutely right. It's the small memories. It's not the the time that we all like, you know, played volleyball in the pool at Bellagio. I mean, we didn't do that, but you know, it's not, oh, like the, it's, I just signed up for that though. I did see Ross with a shirt off. We posted a picture of that. It's a sight to behold. But uh, we go ama- to, it, when you look at it, you're going to wonder how we didn't get all. And I'll let, I'll let you tell the story about our waiter, but we go to prime, <laughs> which is a expensive steakhouse. Uh, in the Bellagio Hotel, overlooking the fountains. So, very, very nice steakhouse. My meal was, I want to say, it's, uh, eighty bucks. I had the filet mignon. I think it was eighty bucks. Sides are thirty bucks. Drinks or whatever. Um, so there was nine of us total. Four at one table, five at another. Ross and I were sharing the same table. And uh, good dinner, good food. You can weigh in on your own food there, Ross. But. Um, and this is where I'll let you pick it up, dude. So the highlight of the night kind of was our waiter. And then when it came time to figure out the bill. Yeah, this was... So Klein, again, was uh, was in tune to this very early on during the meal. He kind of mentioned it. I don't remember at what point, but he mentioned early on, like, hey, we're not getting great service here. And he was right. We Which you expect at that price point. You do. And and it's not like the waiter, you know, you're not at a restaurant where the waiter's got seven tables or something like that. They, they keep it pretty exclusive so that yeah. you do get superior service. So Klein noticed it right away. Like, we're not getting great service from our dude here. Um, so then when we got our bill and it was, I think how I remember it was Klein got his first and it was like 18637 well, then you got your bill next, and it was the exact same, 186.37. And at first, it was like, well, that's weird that we both would hit the same. We didn't order the exact same thing. Yeah, things. we ordered the exact same things. And then it took only a few seconds to go, oh, he has split the bill 
for our entire table five ways. Which we did not ask him to do. So when the waiter came back, Klein says, excuse me, Vincente, uh, I would like for you to divide the bill up. And he says, well, how would you all like to pay? And, uh, and you and Jeff at about the same time say, well, we both have resort credits. And Vincente goes, <sighs> and the, and one not, of you not, says, not service oriented. One of you picked up on it and said, "Now is that is that okay?" And he's like, "Oh well, it's okay. It's just that it's a lot more work for me." Yeah. And uh, I, it may have been at that point, which that, is a really crappy thing, really to say crappy thing to say, right? And and I think at this point, client had already even asked, "Hey." why didn't you divide the bill up how we ordered? And he said, well, I just split it up five yeah. separate ways. I just assumed. I just assumed you wanted it yeah. split up the, yeah. the five ways, which was, again, was okay, but it was not what we'd asked for. Mm-hmm. So at that point when he says, boy, it'd be a lot easier for me if you guys just didn't uh, d- didn't use your resort credits. That's when <laughs> Klein says, Vincente, let me, let me ask you something, man, because I'm not in the restaurant industry. What's easiest for you? Okay, because tonight should be all about you, Vincente. It should all be about what's easiest for you, my man. And Vincente did not pick up on the fact that Klein was kind of being a smart ass, and he says, yeah. thank you, Mr. Klein. It would be much easier if everyone paid on one bill with credit card. And then Klein, and that was when he snapped. He's like, no, go get, five, you know, we're all. And I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, there's three ways to pay. You can pay cash, you can pay the card, or you can pay bas- basically via your room or resort credit. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, how hard could this be? Yeah. Like Vincente's acting like he has to get out a ladder and climb to the top of Bellagio to access the secret office <laughs> yeah, right. to be able to process this, right? It's like, this has to happen all the time, yeah. dude. How is this a, a problem for yeah. you? But just the fact that you're bringing your problems to us. So now, Bef- before we've had a chance to tip you. Yeah, right, right. That's the thing, too. You and know? That, and it did affect him later on, right? Because so then Klein's, he's really got his ire up. You kind of did too at that point. And I think you both had your Klein's like Klein's like ready to verbally fight. Yeah, he was. Let's he, put it that he, way. He was, he was, and it was fun. He was, in, it was funny. I don't think he thought it was funny. Yeah. He, he didn't want me to say Vincente's name to him anymore the rest of the trip. <laughs> but uh, the, uh, the other part is that. You guys kind of start looking at this going, wait a minute, 186.37. Now, let's do that so, times So, five. yeah, so the total bill was right around 900. Yeah, it was around, whatever, nine, it yeah. was around 900 bucks for yeah. five of us, which it's an expensive restaurant. But I started thinking to myself, we all man, ordered about a man, 65, like, eight, or I think it was an $80 steak. Uh, so we start doing the math. We start saying, okay, mine was 80. My drink was 20. We did a sign that was 30, blah, blah, blah. So I'm doing the math in my head. And I'm coming up with like something in the sixes, you know. I don't have a calculator out, but I'm just trying to like piecemeal it together. We, uh, we, and I'm like, this should be like in the sixes, maybe seven. We eventually came up with something in the seven hundreds. Maybe think, seven, yeah. but like this is nine. Like what? What are we missing at this point? We thought maybe the gratuity had been included, but it wasn't. So Klein waits for Vincente to come around again, and he gives him the snap. Come on, Vincente, come here. I want an itemized breakdown of my bill. No problem, Mr. Klein. Yeah, no problem. And Vincente did. He produced the itemized bill, which you and Klein then started to go over very thoroughly. And we went through something. We were like, okay, my old-fashioned was $15. Your whatever you had was, yeah, $15. Yeah. Your sides are this. And then all of a sudden, you hit something on the bill that none of us were aware of. Well, so one of our our, our table mates was uh, John Olson, who works here. Been on the podcast with us, Bernsey. John Olson, Bernsey. Bernsey at this point in the night is at the other table. He was he dined with us, but now he's being Mr. Chatty Cathy, and he's over at the other table. 
talking to them about their meal. Which, by the way, we picked the wrong table because the other table got picked up by uh, the same person that uh, won the thousand dollar roulette spin. Yeah, he decided to pick it up yeah. for everybody. I should have sat by him the whole week. So yeah, so we were at the wrong table. But anyway, Bernsey's over there, and I remember saying, "Bernsey." And this is a nice restaurant. I think I pretty much yelled his name. I'm like, get over here. So he comes over. Well, comes over. He strolls over. Yeah. Let's be honest. He has a way about him. He just kind of Very, very stro- calmly and coolly. Stroll. He's a golfer. He strolls over. Hey, what's up, fellas? What's up? Remember those glasses of wine? Yeah, remember remember that those glasses of wine? In fact, he had, he had a glass of wine in his hand when he came over. His third. His third glass of wine. And it's there that we realized, and I don't think, I think this was also news to him. It was news to everybody. That he was drinking a $50, a glass wine this night. So there was $150 on the bill that Vincente was trying to split amongst all of us that was now residing in Bernsey's tummy. And we said, uh, Bernsey, uh, you're going to have to pay a little extra here, bud. Uh, to cover the hundred fifty dollars. Did we make because I didn't? He, I know he ended up buying pizza for us. He did. Yeah, some, he, he did, did some he, other he did things some stuff. We did some to stuff make to make it right. It. Yeah, it was funny. But like the, he did, he had no idea yeah. he was drinking fifty dollars a glass. Like, it was like having a, a sixth person at the table all of a sudden. It was. It was. But it was just that moment. End of the night, you got some alcohol in you. Where you get that bill, and you're like, it's just you know, it's <laughs> it's the who done it, right? It's it's when you solve the who done it. Okay, where did this extra money come from? Oh. Oh, our friend over here just drank $150 worth of, worth of booze in less than an hour, which I, I'm not a wine guy. I, I, I hope it was good wine, dude. What was the name of the place we ate at Saturday night? I mean, it was out at, uh, at the Fremont or out off Fremont. <coughs> Grottos. Grottos? Okay. I think. That was, that was really good also. We had uh, like a chicken parmesan, uh, fettuccine, something. Yeah. It, was, it was really Really good dish. See, this is where I need to tread carefully, Ross. I don't know what I'm allowed to say about that night. So I think the, the, a fine meal is what you say about. I that mean, night, this right? is this is like one of those release the tapes <laughs> moments. So let me speak from my perspective and only about myself. I had a wonderful meal. Okay. They uh, great Caesar salad. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you know the bowl is full. And every piece of lettuce was covered in Caesar dressing the way it should be. I don't like a salad where I have to set out to cover each leaf independently with dressing. I want it coming like dripping, dripping in dressing, right? So this was great. This was great. Um, so I enjoyed the meal. Uh, we were at Fremont Street, which we'll talk about in a moment. And... Uh, Interesting. But at one point during the meal, I look up and I just became a little bit concerned about a member of our group. So then Mark became uncomfortable and I got the hell out of there. That's that's my version of events. And that's all I think I'm allowed to say. It was a really good meal. That was the night of the World Series. Game, yeah, it was. Game that was the swipe four. tag. The swipe tag that missed. Yeah. Incredible yeah. ending. Incredible ending to that game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fun meal. Fremont Street's an interesting place, isn't it? It feels very. Like, as I'm walking on Fremont Street, by the way, seen, have you seen Fear and Loathing? The, the I've not, Depp? but so so here's my rec- so I'm walking down Fremont Street. I'm right in the middle of it, walking down Fremont Street, and Fremont Street's packed. By the way, this COVID stuff, you know, we'll talk about mask police here in a second, but um, it's packed. People like the crowds aren't where they what they used to be in Vegas. I'm like, yeah, the crowd was out, man. It was out. 
So I'm walking down the middle of Fremont Street. I'm seeing all sorts of things, people on both sides of me. <laughs> um, I literally see a woman and man in a fight where she's clocking him and there's blood running down his face. There's loud rock music playing. And it just felt in that moment like it, it, it was the, the start of a movie where they're entering hell. <laughs> that's that's what it felt like in that moment like i would describe fremont street as like toxic feeling yeah. like a brawl is about to erupt yeah. at any moment um and the strip has some of its own problems right now but fremont street's a different beast different beast so we were down there for a couple hours but man it just it just felt that way to me I completely agree with you you know so not not my scene not not where i would want to hang out uh very interesting people watching. What were some of the comparisons? Some people uh, said it felt like the Friday night at the fair, right? But you didn't you didn't agree with that. Way one. more violent feeling, yeah. though. I've never been at the fair in my life where I felt um, like stuff's about to go down. Yeah, like somebody could punch you from any direction. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is there's just crowded, packed in. Yeah. Um, it, there's something about the street being so open and everybody just kind of wandering through that great big area that, that yeah. seemed, have you seen, by you, the way, makes you, from, makes you feel like you, any things could come at you from any, have direction. you seen from dusk till dawn? Yes. It uh, felt like we just entered the titty twister, dude. I think like the, that's the bar. Good, that's what that's yeah. called. It kind of felt like we're like, what world are we in well, right there's now? There's a lot of movies, man, that I think try to capture that feel of Fremont Street. Fear and Loathing is one of them. Yeah. From Dust Till Dawn is certainly Almost one of them. like a futuristic, like utopia, whatever happening, yeah. where you like enter the future and it's not the future that you're wanting, yeah, right? Utopia might be the wrong it's word. It's like, yeah. Well, <laughs> Trump, Trump has won again. Okay, and all of the shit hit the fan. Yeah, and, and Fremont Street is what we're what we're left with. You know, it kind of it kind of felt like that. It is. A, it, there's a fever dream feel to it, man. Like you, uh, it, it, yeah. There's sights and sounds, and it, it's coming at you from all directions, which is not like the strip. At the strip, you are. It's a two way. It's two way traffic. As you're walking, people are coming one direction, the other way. Mm -hmm. You're walking past them. All of the sights and sounds are kind of on one side of your. Uh, you know, so you're you're yeah. able to process it all a lot easier than when you go to Fremont Street and it is that that fairgrounds free it's for all, all around you. 360 head on a swivel feeling. Uh, yeah, and imagine being on drugs and walking through there. Yeah, I was not. I can assure you. So imagine, yeah, imagine what that would be like. Ross can only imagine. That's for sure. I can only imagine. Um, people have asked me about the mask police because you hear about that. Oh, dude. I would say this, um, Vegas is a lot more stringent on it than we are. I wouldn't even know what number to put on it. So I would say, okay, I can count on no hands. Uh, how many times here in central Iowa I've been told, um, to put my mask up or you need the mask on or whatever. Now, occasionally you will walk into a store like target and they'll, or, or, or high V and they'll say, do you need a mask? Uh -huh. Something like that. Right. But I haven't been anywhere where I was reminded to put it up, et cetera. I got reminded a bunch in Vegas. Security guards all over the place reminding you. And they're nice about it. But, yeah, hey, need yeah. you to put your mask up. They're stern, but nice. Yeah. Um, out, out, by the, out by the pool um, uh, at Bellagio, asked several times, even if you're just sitting in a little chair by the water. Um, I ordered a slice of pizza at some point, And I was, I was um, before I could even order, the guy said, Hey, I need you to put your mask on. There were there were several different things going on 
Um, just checking something out here. Anyway, um, so the masked police were, they're out in full force. I, I don't know. Would you, would you say it was the exact same for you? Yeah, ex- I, like I said, I wouldn't even know what number to put on it for the number of times people told me to either put my mask on or pull my mask up. Because if you had your if you had your mask around your chin, hi, how are you, sir? No, nope, they're not in today. I don't think they're in all day today. Sorry not in about that. Uh, it, I, I don't even know how many times I was told, man. Like every um, every new area that you went into, and when, when you walked into a casino, there were multiple people at the doors at every entrance. If you went into one of the shopping areas at the Bellagio, they were waiting for you there. If you tried to turn into one of the restaurant areas, they were waiting. They, Everywhere. Like Bensi would saying, the mask police are coming for you. And they were they he, were there, he was saying man. that quite a bit. Um, even walking between, if you were walking from, you know, because I did a lot of walking between groups. If there was a, some guys at the roulette table and some other dudes at the craps table, and I went to walk between the two, didn't have a drink against yeah. my mouth. I mean, yeah. if you're carrying a drink, that wasn't enough. Yeah. And they wanted it over your nose, too, because my ma- mask was a little big. It would kind of slide down as I was Mine was looser drinking. than a wizard sleeve, dude. <laughs> it was hanging. So, so they would even come up and say, yeah, Paul, we should have. They'd kind of give you the tug motion. They'd gr- grab their yeah. mask and tug it like, hey, put it over your nose. So it was, uh, they were there in force. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't even know. Um, so that part's very, very real. Uh, the plane uh, flying, um, they, they ask you. They ask you now. They don't police you the whole plane ride. I mean, we were asked. Several, we we had because uh, we sat in the same row on the way out there. We had a couple different drinks with us, but even as we were talking, you and I would kind of pull our masks down just to be a little bit more clear on the plane. And they they a couple times came through as I was talking because I talk a lot. Yeah, would be like, hey, talky talk. I would say up. I would say this. I would describe it as this. I. I you know, anyone that listens to this show knows that I'm the first one that'd be like, uh, I don't want to wear masks. I think they're stupid. But uh, yeah, it didn't really it didn't really curtail the good time, in my opinion. In, in no way. I didn't think it affected it at all. You know, it was annoying at a couple times. Yeah, when we were at the pool yeah. and you had to have your mask on, you know, holding a drink in your hand, standing next to the pool. Now, you could be standing in the water right, and not have right, it on. Which I did for a while. Because COVID doesn't work on water. Yeah, well, Everybody knows it's, that. It's the chlorine. It's you know? the, the, the water's it's the chlorine that it's afraid of. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I mean, so anyone that's curious about what's it like out there, I would say, I would, I would not tell somebody to avoid the trip no. because of it. I would just say expect to be told to put your mask on. In fact, I'd say if you're not afraid of going out there, now's a great time to go because it seems like it's pretty cheap. There's, It's not shoulder-to-shoulder people like I've always remembered Vegas being. Yeah. Um, and, and so you can kind of move around. You can. Get it was into more people than I do. thought it was going to be. I yeah. was expecting it to be a little less crowded than it actually yeah. was. Well, I've still heard people say like in the last couple of weeks, Mark, I've heard people say, well, because Vegas bye. is – Bye, Tay-Tay. Because Vegas is shut down, my friends and I blank. And it's like, Vegas isn't shut down, man. Yeah, well, I just heard that. I, in fact, a, a friend of mine on Facebook was just, he goes to Vegas all the time. And he just posted that he's not going now because he doesn't think it'd be as much fun. But I'm not sure what you couldn't do that you would normally do. That Well, I take that back. If you're a strip club guy, I think you're out of luck because I don't think any of those were open. Yeah, I, don't, I, I well, the, we actually Googled it. We looked up one just to see, and it was closed. But the thing you notice as you're walking up and down the strip, 
It's normally on a Friday, Saturday night at a minimum. They have trucks going up and down the strip oh, yeah. with big billboards on them advertising the strip clubs. I didn't see any of those. I also remember the last time I was there, which was a long time ago, Mark. Guys standing there with little business card things yeah. for the stripper girls or for the and I, I didn't see any of or that. or getting getting almost harassed by uh, people, especially Friday Saturday night, trying to get you to go to the clubs. So yeah. hey guys, do you want to party tonight? Yeah. You, you should you should join. And then we only know, saw two different groups of girls that do the. There, there are groups that get out there and they dress, you know, very scantily clad, and they want to take pictures with you. You know, they aren't really working at a casino. They're just standing there on the sidewalk with their real fancy outfits on, and they're trying to get guys to give them money to take pictures with them. I saw one that shouldn't have been out there. We saw two groups that I can remember, and one of them— I shared the picture with yeah, you. The one, yeah, the one that, that we, was off. we were walking and saw— She was a little wide in the hips, which, hey, if you're a real woman, not a problem. If you were trying to do it for money in Vegas, it should be a little tighter. That's all I'm saying. That, Mark, I would— uh, this won't surprise you. There's a market for that. Yeah, but I don't think it's the mass of people. I'll agree with you, and it's not what... It, there's a reason you don't normally see that. I mean, she had a real woman's butt. It had it had some cellulite, had yeah, some wrinkles. Had some cottage cheese. Had some cottage cheese in it. It was, it was That's a real woman's backside, though. Yeah, no, that's fine. It's just not what you're paying money to see in Vegas, Yeah. Right? Yeah, right. you, you know, the best bodies we actually and saw, we, Ross, like, the entire trip were dudes. There was uh, some Chippendale types out there doing their thing, too. There they, were some they guys maps. that were doing that. That's right. It's right. I, I don't know about that, though, because um, we did spend <coughs> a couple hours at the pool, and we did see a couple of those girls standing around on the strip that were, I mean, you know, they were still gorgeous, man. I mean, I mean yeah. But, yeah, the hottest depends. things you saw were the guys all all. All, all the power to you, man. I'm, I'm, make, no, hey, look. Dude, that'll no, make my wife happy. Look, no judging, okay? No judging. We uh, we saw some flotation devices uh, at the pool, but I did send my wife that picture, so it's, yeah. that's fine. I can talk about that. We did have a guy that uh, had a suite at the Bellagio, which was, that was a new experience and a really cool experience. That was yep. that was nice. Um, yeah, and they, I got to see a suite at Harrah's also. Yeah. Because Grove had a Grove wants some there. exercise equipment. He wants, yeah, one him in Bowflex. Uh, the uh, so I got to see both of those, which was kind of cool. If I would have seen the Harris Suite, I would have been like, man, this is awesome. Yeah. This is really cool. Having seen the Bellagio Suite first, it was like, you know, going to New York City and then Des Moines. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah, Des Moines cool, but come on, a big difference. Yeah. Um, all right, so what's your official verdict on the trip? Are you wanting to go again? Oh, absolutely. That's a group that I would, I'd look forward to doing that every year. The pro, man, you know, I'm, you know, we'll see what happens in the next year with that radio career thing that I had going. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, um, that was always the hang up with me. I would have loved to have gone with you since you guys started the trip. You invited me to go, I think the first year you guys went. Um, and I would have loved to have been able to do that, but I've been doing sound off every fall. Yep. On, on Saturday. So if we could move the trip up a couple of weeks or something like that. But the, the idea of going out there is to bet on college football sure. and have it's, fun yeah. doing that. So uh, we, we'll have to see how obviously, it plays out. Obviously, I, you I, were I, able to get around it this year, I though. I loved it. Well, because we booked the trip when there was no Big no Ten football. No football. Okay. That makes sense. Um, let me switch gears on you real quick. I want to I want to uh, read you this post that was on Facebook and get your take on it. Because I was talking to a couple people about this yesterday. A friend of mine posted this. And uh, you have a daughter, I have a daughter, so this is relevant to us. 
Um, says, if you want to compliment my daughters, please don't make it about their appearance. I think this is generally a good habit to break in general. Only since I've become a father to three daughters have I realized how that's the go-to. Oh, your daughters are beautiful. People mean well, but it's a bit insulting. My daughters are strong, smart, independent, confident. They're really good at a number of different things. I'd like them to hear that from strangers. I'm assuming other women would too. My wife gets the same thing. Blah, blah, blah. I plan to raise strong women, women who know their worth. Um, okay. And then he got a lot of comments on that. Like, I agree with you. Great. But he also got a lot of comments from people, including myself, uh, that disagreed with him. Um, so my, my take is, here's what I said. Um, the point of a compliment is to make someone feel good. If someone compliments my kids for anything that accomplishes that, I have zero issue with it. And I got like 13 likes on that, which, you know, tells you some people agree. So here's my general take, though. My a couple, two points, two points jumped to mind. One, we live in a pretty shitty world with a lot of hatred, a lot of bullying, a lot of um, meanness, a lot of whatever. Do we really want to go down the road where we have to think about do I or do I not compliment people just like we have to think about, which I also do disagree with, do I or do I not open the door for this lady in case she happens to be the one that doesn't like it? Right. The other part that I find odd is because he specifically mentioned strangers. How is a stranger supposed to know that your kid is good at math, that they're a good big big sister, that they're talented. How would a stranger know that? A stra all a stranger can do is see you, analyze it, and say, oh, you're pretty. Is there something wrong with this? Yes. Yeah, and I mean, you've hit on a lot of it, Mark. Okay, and I, I know I always sound like the fence rider when I do stuff like this, but the guy's not wrong in his point that we, we should make things about more than looks. And and we do. I think for that's the, most the overall point. Yeah, yeah. Right. women are more right. than looks. Right, and and he's right about that. And I too wish that society would recognize people for all of their other talents than just their looks. Um, but the 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 overall point of what he's saying is just bull. Like, come on, man, you're right, Mark. Somebody is saying that to make you feel good. Somebody's saying that because they are taking just a moment out of their day to say, hey, I noticed you. You matter. You look good. Good job. Keep it up. You're cute. Whatever it is. And saying to a little girl, you're really just saying it to boost their self-esteem. Sure. There's no ill intent. That's right. It would, be, it would be great if you could say, hey, honey, you're really good at science. And I know that because your sweatshirt says that you have an A in science and that you're a great big sister. Way to go. Yeah. That would be cool man this is this is so um this is part of the problem with just facebook and twitter and instagram and social media in general and everybody kind of having that voice mark where everybody gets to weigh in on every single little detail every single thing that gets shared man you, you see this a lot on twitter and facebook now where people will say post things that just say somebody will disagree with this post yeah, that's all the post is. It's yeah. just that, 
And it's true that we all know what they're trying to say there, and we all know that it yeah. implies that you can't say anything. You can't say, oh, what a beautiful sunset, without somebody going, it's dusk. <laughs> Come on. You know, and you can't... Uh. You, it, Everything today seems to be that way, and we're all guilty of it. We all have an opinion on everything, and we've been given this little toolbox in our hand that lets us share that opinion. We all think our opinions really matter. Yeah, We all think our opinions are the right one, or, or we have the right way of phrasing something that's going to make somebody finally see it the right way. I just think that it's this <sighs> incredibly dangerous, slippery slope because how many times do you see people say it on social media or hear them in person say, you know what the world needs? It just needs some more kindness. Mm-hmm. It just, whatever, right? And now we've got people thinking, I want to compliment them, but I'm afraid I won't say it right. I want to open the door for that woman because my dad told me that's what I'm supposed to do, but I don't want her to yell at me. Do we want to go down this road where ultimately we remove all the kindness? That's the trade-off, right? Nobody gets compliments anymore. Nobody gets, you know, the woman's right behind me. I just let it slam yeah. in her face. Mark, by I, t- I, tell my, I tell my sons all the time, and I don't care if people don't like me for this or not, we treat women differently. We treat women differently than we do men. Yep. Dude, and I'm okay a, being sexist with that. This is right? an old Joe Rogan thing. He's got an entire bit about how the day he knew that he was sexist was the day he heard about the Harvey Weinstein thing because he felt really sorry for those women. He felt really, really sorry for those women. And then he thought for a second, what if the roles were reversed here? What if there had been a female producer who'd been making guys have sex with her? He, he would not have felt bad would, for the men. He wouldn't have felt bad for the guys. Not at all. And that, and that's just an acknowledgement of a double standard. That's sure. just you you acknowledging of, oh, I wouldn't treat men the same way in that scenario. Um, it happens every time we hear student teacher. You know, every time. Mark, when by the time Seton and Eli and, of course, then Duke are of dating age, and we mean in the next decade. Yeah. That holding the door open thing will apply to buying dinner on a date. Mm-hmm. You know, do you, our, our boys will have to have a conversation with their friends about, hey, is this a girl that's going to get mad at me if I buy her, if I buy her dinner? And what are you and I going to say as they walk out the door for dinner? Hey, do you have enough money? Yeah. <laughs> you buying, you're buying dinner tonight, right? Yeah. Um, but that's a re- like that. You're, you're right in pointing out that that's a place that we're going and it's weird. Like, I don't necessarily even think about it when I hold the door open for people, which I still do, and I, I just think it's the... And I hold know, the door open for males, too. I mean, if someone's real close to me... If I'm at Quick Trip and there is a human being within proximity of the door, I'm going to put my foot down and stand there for a second yeah. to keep it propped open for them. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that but it's just what sucks is that some consider that bad. Yeah. You know, it's like it, it's, it's weird how things can become perverted like that. Where it's like a kindness, a thoughtfulness is now you being uh, thinking that they're weak. I don't, I've never held a door open for a woman because I didn't think to myself, she can't hold the door open herself. She's too weak to open a door. I don't think people think that. I've never, I've never thought a woman needed my strength. Yeah, it's it, <laughs> and, not, and I don't think a, I, I don't not exactly. I don't uh, think it's because they're Lou weaker. Ferrigno. I don't think it's because they're weaker. Or they're incapable or whatever. I've just I was raised. You you treat women differently. You know, you treat them as 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 honestly. You treat them as more special than you. Absolutely right. More, right. More so. Right. Absolutely. What is wrong with that? I dig it if people treated me as if I was more special than they were. That'd be cool. Doesn't happen. 
But this I, is, uh, do we want to lose that as a society? Uh, Some people do. I don't think they want to. Lose. I don't think listeners of our show typically do. No, I don't think so either. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think at all. I don't think. It, and I don't think there's many people that want to lose it, Mark. But I think a lot of people would recognize that it's being lost. Yeah. Man, yeah, it's uh, we we're in a bunch of slippery slopes. We have not talked at all. This is our last show that we're going to have before the election. Yes, it is. Can I make one prediction about one week from today when we record? Uh, sure. I you could make many predictions. They'll probably make, end up being true. I'll, I'll but make, yes, I'm gonna make one. Okay. We won't know who won the election when we record next Thursday. Very interesting take. So we've got uh, 13 minutes here before we hit an hour. So. I'm going to do what I do on the show and dig a little deeper on that question. Okay. Um, so, the, well, the question is why, but we know that there's states that uh, have no bearing on this election whatsoever. Yeah. California's already decided. Right. You know, uh, used to used to be able, I could say Texas has already decided, and I think it is, but, you know, getting closer and closer. Um, Iowa's certainly not decided. Right. Um, a handful of states in that... So you're talking, okay, the election is on Tuesday. Yeah. We record on Thursday. Yep. What is hanging in the balance on Thursday? I think that there will be a few states that don't actually uh, confirm their results, whether it's because of mail-in ballots being slow, absentee ballots just being uh, counted wrong or, or being so close that they get recounted. I think you might even have a state that gets kind of like Florida happened in. Uh, Man, I hope in, we're done in, with hanging chads. I don't think we'll be get hanging chads, but I think that we. I could see Pennsylvania or Florida, which are two of the states that put this thing in the in the yeah. balance, um, being contested in some way. I just have a feeling that no matter what happens on Tuesday, we aren't going to get the traditional concession acceptance speech. And I don't think I it happens. Could, I can see on that Wednesday, happening. And I don't think it happens on Thursday. And I, uh, my my fear, my that's this is my this is my doomsday scenario prediction. My biggest yeah. fear would be that it, it goes. Do you think that no matter month. what? Do you think no matter what? Um, and I was trying to think the Florida thing. Did that go all the way into January? I think it was a January Supreme Court decision. Okay. Finally. So. Um, I can see neither side uh, conceding. Yeah. I, I, I believe you on that one. Um, do you think that will be true even if it feels obvious? That I don't know. No, I don't think so. I think, I think, if, it, I think if it feels obvious, we, I think if it feels obvious, I think if, if Biden wins Florida easily yeah, and then all of a sudden Biden wins Pennsylvania if, you know, even semi-easily, I think then, I think, Trump says, all right, we lost. Good yeah. four years. We're, you know, Republicans. I don't remember the stat on this. It's Ohio, and I think it's a Republican stat. No Republican has ever won without winning Ohio. I think that's true. So that's yeah. an important one. Yeah. But it seems like there's all sorts of weird. Just things. like last time, I think it's going to come down to uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Florida, I think Iowa. Um, Iowa. I think Iowa. So Iowa was won by Trump last time by 150 thousand votes, which will be really was interesting. It really, wow. Will Biden um, make up that ground? Not not even get closer, but will he make up the ground and win Iowa? My wife thinks Trump wins Iowa. I think he. Thinks, I think he will. And win. the reason is, I mean, in the in the uh, so Trump wants or uh, Hillary. Hillary won six counties in Iowa in twenty sixteen. Six. Six of the ninety nine. Yeah. 
six oh, counties. Holy cow. And you could probably name those counties or at least come uh, close to naming Polk, them. Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Story. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, wait. Dallas. Oh, yeah. Duh. Uh, and over by Davenport, I think Sarah Gordo, maybe I don't know. I don't remember. Scott County, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, but only six, right? Wow, that's incredible. Which tells you that we're still the rural, still outnumbers what's in the cities and the colleges. Yeah. The other one's Blackhawk up in uh, where uh, Cedar Rapids. Yeah. 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 So students, right? Or I said Cedar Rapids, Cedar Falls. Cedar Falls. So the students. So, uh, Trump has to lose one hundred fifty thousand votes if the votes were equal which i don't think they will i think more people will vote this year for him to lose iowa um you know minnesota i think will be in play um might might go blue again but it seems like it's in play i I, what i do think is that the the polling numbers are are off anything that had shown biden with i think i saw as much as 16 points maybe Maybe some somewhere in the teens, and that's a national number. Uh, have a hard time buying that. Yeah, could happen, but but who knows? But I think I don't know if you like this or not. I think next Tuesday night I'm going to be glued to the TV. I will be too. I find it very entertaining. I, I four years ago I didn't have a dog in the fight at all. I really don't this year either. I mean, I I, I would uh, I think. I see the pluses and minuses of of both guy winning. Yeah. Um, four years ago, I kind of wanted. I didn't vote for Trump, but I wanted to see him win because I just kind of wanted to see what was going to happen. The change. I knew yeah. it was going to be something weird. Yeah. It was a little bit more weird than I signed up for, yeah. but I. But it was it was the weird, and so there was something about that four years ago that was so unexpected. First of all, it was like watching the. It was like watching a sixteen beat a one. I was so convinced that Hillary was going to win that thing from the yep. moment Trump got the nomination. That four years ago, I really did enjoy election night. I remember sitting there laughing in the living room. My wife was a Trump supporter, had gone to bed thinking he was going to lose. I woke her up in the middle of the night to say, you're not going to believe this. You got to come outside and see what's happening. Yeah. Um, you know, so I'm interested what will happen Tuesday night. Because, again, I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't want either one of these guys to win. Yeah. I mean, like. I well, t- the regardless, if Trump wins, we get more of what Trump represents. Clearly, if Biden wins. We were talking about this earlier. I would say the odds are 90-10 that we have President Kamala Harris at some point during the four years. Yeah. And I'm solely basing that off of age. Age. Yeah. You know, he's a male. Yeah. Like, you, you got to look at life expectancy and all of that stuff. Health issues, strokes, things that happen to men that are much younger. Right. Right? And I say the odds are, are he wouldn't like to hear this, but in his favor... That one of those things would happen, especially in a job like that. The only thing I would say, Mark, is they said that same thing about John McCain. So that yeah, and he's thing. dead, right? I know he is dead, he, but he didn't die in that first in that four years that they everybody. If told he was us president, he, he might have been. He might have. You're right. Yeah. Uh, there's. I don't know that there's there, that that has been a thing that's been said every four years about a certain candidate. Well, you know, if you were elected, he's probably yeah. going to die, and none of those guys. He, he ever will died. be the oldest, though. I understand. And Trump is like what a few months younger than him. Nice no, few years. Okay, but I right. Think. But in that same vein, that in four years, Trump's seventy. Three? So in four years, he'll be older than Biden is right now. And you're Correct. Worried. So I just... Correct. It's, it, it, it can be thrown around. It could happen to either it one. It can of them. happen to either one of them. Sure. And so it's that that is not something uh, I necessarily 
worry about that much that, you know, yeah, politically, I'm much more in line with the conservatives, with Republicans, Yep, much more. Um, But I also know that there is some real truth to like this healing of the country thing. And whoever's fault it is, Trump is not a uniter. Trump is a guy that is a polarizing figure. I just don't know what that looks like. And I don't either. And I also, I don't like the I mean, maybe what it looks like is simply the president doesn't tweet. Uh, That'd be great. You know what I mean? Mark, he's not really doing anything to heal. He's just not doing anything to divide. I said this on, you know what would be awesome? What would help all of us? If somehow it came out and it was like, oh my gosh, guys, we've all been duped. For the last decade, we've been duped on something. Donald Trump doesn't even have a Twitter account. This is some jackass in yeah. Syracuse that, yeah. that, that that does this out of his mom's basement. And we've all been... It is hard. <laughs> Isn't it hard to picture? For me, it is. Donald Trump sitting in the Oval Office with his cell phone composing a tweet. Yes. I'm not saying he's not writing them. I just, when I try to picture it, I can't get there. Because you know that you and I both have t- tweeted from the crapper. Yeah, like I can't, it, it I can't, I can't get there. It doesn't make sense. Just, I don't and, know. And, and it's not productive at all, but it's why he's president. I mean, he he became a yeah. political figure because of Twitter. Yeah. So anyway, so that's my big prediction let, for let, a week from now. Let's get your official prediction overall, though. Our next president is whom? And uh, is, it a, is it an extremely close vote? Or what, what do you think will happen? I think Biden's going to win. Okay. Um, I do think it will be really close. I don't think we're going to find out anything, um, again, in the first couple of days or maybe even weeks after the election is over, because I think it'll be that close and that highly contested in multiple states. It's not going to be one place that's late on getting their numbers in. Yeah. Um, But I do think when all the dust settles that Biden ends up winning, uh. Again, man, my hope would be, if you give me a magic wand, what would happen on Tuesday is there would be this giant awakening. And we would go to the polls and everybody would vote for none of the above. You'd write it in there, none of the above. And you'd Mm -hmm. say, I'm I'm not settling for either one of these awful choices. This is bullshit that I've got to decide between these two people. And I'm not doing it. Pass the plate around again. We're getting different people. Yeah, And that, I, I mean... I, I know, obviously, that can't happen. Sadly, not happening since no. about seventy million people have already voted. Apparently. I know, and you, and I couldn't, you know, you couldn't convince that many people to vote for either. Well, yeah, what one hundred twenty voted for each one? About one hundred thirty total voted. I think. Oh, so time. sixty million voted for each one. Yeah, it was like yeah. Trump had like yeah sixty two yeah, and Hillary right. had so even if something, you like, could, something like that. Even if you could convince everybody now just to vote for none of the above, you'd still lose. Yeah, <laughs> so. I wish that we can get rid of the argument about the general uh, vote versus the electoral college, which are two distinctly different things for a reason that Hillary won the election because of more total votes. Irrelevant. Not how this thing works. Um, Electoral college for a reason. You want to get really specific about something here in the last minute? Yeah. Do you know what your constitutional right is to vote for president, Mark? What do you mean? Be more specific. Do you know what the Constitution says? About, about my right to about vote? About your right as a, as a citizen to vote for your president? I don't think I do. You do not have one. Okay. All right. That's, that's a, you don't. It, this is really snotty. We're lucky that the people that are in the Electoral College 
allow us to influence their decision. Yeah. Because constitutionally, it's the electoral college that has all of the power. They decide. And they decide. They decide. And we and luckily the states have said, hey, you people get the choice. Some states they break it up and, and you know, yeah. the, the, the electorals the, the electors can can decide on their own who to vote for, or they can break it up by population. Some of the time most of the states, you're forced into it. Yeah. Uh, not forced, there's a word for it. You are uh, pushed into it essentially. Okay. Um uh, it, based on the popular vote. But but by the verbiage of the Constitution, you as a citizen, you don't even have a right to vote for the president. It's hmm. interesting. I mean, now that um, that's, again, being very snotty and being very specific about yeah. it, but I'm a huge defender of the Electoral College, and I don't know how anybody in the Midwest is not, but I will tell you, Mark, it's an argument that we're losing, and it's ground we're losing. More and more people, smart people in our community who benefit immensely from the electoral college yeah. des moines specifically gets i wouldn't even know the member it's it's millions of dollars yeah dozens of millions of dollars because of the electoral college because of our position as a first in the nation status i mean i worked at who radio for a long time that's a thing that exists primarily because of yeah. every, every four years all of these presidential campaigns are coming in and flooding money into our uh, into our community did we lose so. that by the way this year because of how everything went down, uh, kind of felt that way. Man, it certainly is on on the brink. I wouldn't be surprised at all if we did. I hope not. Yeah, that was ugly, 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 yeah. ugly. All right. Well, uh, I'll be like one of those ads. I won't tell you who to vote for. I'll just say, please just go vote. No, don't do that. Please just go vote. Don't do that. Ross hates it. Ross wants you to know who the actual candidates are. Okay, let me rephrase. If you know who's actually running for president and which party each one belongs to, then you can go vote. If you don't, then maybe just stay home. It should How about be that? As, opinion, as easy as, if you have an opinion, go share it. If yeah. you don't, stay home. That's okay, too. All right, everybody. Well, join us next week. Maybe we'll be doing an election recap. Maybe we'll be talking about World War III starting. We don't know, but <laughs> tune in to find out. All right, we'll see you next week. Another episode of Jump the Shark is in the books. Ross and I hope you had fun with us, and we made your week a little better. If you love the show, you can help the show. Please subscribe to us wherever it is you listen to your podcast. You can also show some love by telling others about Charterhouse Real Estate. We have made it easy for you to talk about us by charging sellers a lot less commission. They will thank you for giving them our name. We truly appreciate your support, and we will talk to you next week.